Happy Friday. This is another episode of the Wild Nutrition Podcast. This is episode 22, and we have another unapologetic Friday, and I'm your host, Chris Heskett. So as usual, I'm going to put the timer on, try to knock everything out in under 15 minutes. Today's topic is your fucking complicating things. As always, don't listen with kids unless you allow them to F-bomb because there's going to be a lot of cursing going on. Timer set. You're fucking complicating everything about your health and nutrition goals. If you are not advanced, and even the advanced people, it's not that crazy, but if you are not intermediate to advanced, so intermediate in terms of like strength is, so for women, you can bench like 0.75 times your body weight. Men, you're going to be benching about uh, one, at least your body weight for intermediate or a little bit heavier. And then squats are a little bit higher. Women, you're squatting at least your body weight. Men, you can squat 1.5 times your body weight. If you're not at that level, why are you trying to do this overly complicated workout program? Like you're doing all this shit and you're overcomplicating things. Maybe you should just stick with the basics. And that's basically the topic of the day, sticking with the basics. Same thing goes for nutrition. So the basics get results. We're going to like right now, keto and Octavia and all this bullshit still around. Keto has been around forever. And I've talked about in other episodes of the podcast, but look, carbs aren't bad. And we overcomplicate things with like, this is too much sugar and you shouldn't be eating these carbs. And these look individually, you might have sensitivities to some foods. I don't do well with lots of raw leafy greens. I don't do well with beans and I don't do well with lots and lots of cheap gluten. So like if I go and buy a Twinkie, it's going to destroy my stomach. But I get like wheat that like a lot of our pasta and stuff is imported from Italy. That stuff doesn't tear my stomach up. Is it bougie? Yep. Guess what? I can also eat it and not die from bloating. So you're overcomplicating things in that. I can eat those foods just in smaller amounts. In moderation, I'll eat those foods. I just, I'm, it's not like, oh, it causes this. Completely cut this out of my diet, which is what a lot of people do with keto. Bodybuilders have been getting shredded, shredded. The leanest athletes, natural and not natural. That's going to be brought up. Natural bodybuilding competitions. The one that I did, that where I competed, OCB, you get you are put on a lie detector test. You get a polygraph when you go and register. You walk in and you get polygraphed and then you get uh, the winners get piss tested to make sure it's legit. At least the ones I did with um, those were awesome competitions. You're, you're still shredded. Like the women were shredded. The men were shredded. Guess what? Most bodybuilders use a high carb approach. They go shredded. They are the leanest athletes on the planet. And you're over here like carbs make you fat. Well, if it did, why is this bodybuilder over here walking around 4% body fat for men or 10% body fat and absolutely shredded out of her mind for women? Why is that? Maybe it's because you've been lied to, but you want to overcomplicate things because the basics are too boring and you'd rather do something flashy and shiny because that hasn't worked before, but you just haven't been consistent enough for it to actually work. You actually have to do like 90 plus days of something to determine whether it worked. Um, there's a 
program that was very popular when I got into lifting, and it's still popular to this day. It's called 531 by Jim Wendler, and huge inspiration of how I, I program. It got amazing results. My brother got amazing results with the program. Is it the you know, the perfect program? No, there is no such thing as perfect program, but it's a very simple and effective program that gets amazing results in terms of strength. So when that was coming around, there are a lot of people who would be like, this doesn't get me results. And literally it was like, you need to do it for the full 12 weeks. Like a minimum of 12 weeks you have to commit to, you're going to see results longer term. Like you have to go out long term, six months, you'll see amazing results. But in the short term, you won't. That's the same thing when it comes to all, all this stuff, working out and nutrition and health. Expand your time horizon, expand it to be six to 12 months. Because at the end of the day, why do you want to be healthy for just three months and then destroy your health for the rest of your life? Like, why, why do you want to do that? Like, the point here, if you're listening to this fucking podcast, is to actually improve your health long term for the rest of your life. So basically from today on, we're trying to improve our health forever and ever and ever. That doesn't mean you have to give up cookies. Nope. But there's a balance with that. Like my diet, I love cookies. I destroyed some Christmas cookies, but I destroyed Christmas cookies around the holidays and I'll have like... Last night I had one Tate's cookie and some people will be like, oh my God, sugar, it's killing you. Carbs, it's killing you. It's like, really? You didn't see the servings of fruit and veggies and lean protein and nutrient dense fats that I had throughout the days. I had one fucking cookie and that's where you're going to freak out about. Like, what the fuck? So when it comes to not complicating things, really what all you need to fucking do is what we call the core four. It's eat protein at each meal. Are you doing that or not? Like, yes or no? Every time, and you want to take it up a level, every time you put something in your fucking mouth, are you eating protein? That means snacks. That means any other time you eat is protein source, like a high, mostly protein source going in your mouth. Peanut butter doesn't count. That's a fat source. Nice try. Cheese doesn't count. That's a fat source. Nice try. Those don't count if that hurts your feelings too fucking bad. Are you drinking half your weight in water per day, in ounces of water per day? Yes or no? If you're not, maybe you should start there. Are you getting some sort of movement every single day? Are you taking the dogs for the walk? Are you don't have dogs? Are you yourself going for a walk? Are you getting some going to the, the gym two, three, four, five days a week? How many? You don't have to go to the gym every day, but... Your body is designed to move. Everything works better when you move. Everybody feels better when they start working out and start getting more exercise. Like everyone across the board feels better. Why don't you fucking do it more often? Maybe we should get that minimum amount of movement per day. Speaking of things that everyone feels better about, sleep. I struggle with this a little bit, but sleep. You should get seven to nine hours of sleep per night. Nine too lofty? Cool. There's the seven everyone forgets about. Aim for seven hours of sleep per night. You need fucking sleep. Out of all of them, if you just did nutrition and sleep, you would get amazing fat loss results and exercise just helps speed things up along the way. Now, in terms of health, exercise is important, but for fat loss, sleep is that fucking important. Like, if you're just getting four or five hours of sleep, do better. 
Start there. I can't do it. Cool. Aim for a half hour sleep extra, 20 minutes of sleep extra. Just like if we're trying to increase protein slowly over time, you do the same fucking thing with sleep. I can't fall asleep before. Yeah, same. I can't fall asleep really before 11 unless I'm absolutely exhausted. But if I needed to, which I will this summer when I probably have to switch to morning workouts, I will move from 11 to like 10.45, do that for a week, and then 10.45 to 10.30, and do that for a week. And you can see where you can just move that back and get a different sleep time so that you fall asleep. It doesn't have have to happen overnight. That takes too much time. I'm all or nothing. Well, you probably shouldn't listen to this fucking podcast because you have the wrong mindset. Go back. Actually, go back and listen to some of the mindset ones. But don't complicate things. You don't want to build everything up on a house of cards. And that's what a lot of people do is you're trying to speed past things with things that are overly complicated. And this is where uh, right now is just not a good time. I'm too busy to focus on my health. You mean when you're busy and stressed out, you're relying on sugary food and alcohol to get you through that, those times, and you're not working out to help manage your stress? That sounds like a really fucking bad idea. Maybe you should actually focus even more on the nutrition since you don't have time for exercise because it'll help you manage the stress. Instead of stressing your body out with the low-quality food and massive amounts of Pinot Grigio you're downing, maybe you should actually eat some greens and some lean protein to fuel your body and help manage that stress so you get through it better. I don't know. Maybe you'll have less anxiety if your body's not completely inflamed from the shitty quality food you're putting in through your gullet. Maybe that'll work. I literally have a book behind me called The Anti-Anxiety Diet because shitty quality food will lead to, guess what? A lot of mental health issues. So if you're dealing with mental health issues, maybe you should start by improving your diet. I'm not a mental health expert, so there's a disclaimer. But it's all related. When I was lifting, so part of like heavy lifting, power lifting, is you tire out your nervous system. And this isn't talked about a lot except in higher level um, fitness and nutrition realms. So power lifting, Olympic lifting, you're going to see these guys talk about it or women. Um, so the nervous system is involved more in those intense one rep max, two rep max, three rep max, et cetera, type lifts, because it's not really muscle. It, it taxes the nervous system more. And I'm not going to get it. We do not have the time to get into that. But I would take supplements and eat certain foods to help replenish the neurotransmitters. You would deplete during those sessions and you would take time on, oh, you're getting CNS, central nervous system fatigue. It's time to back off. Like, okay, our nervous system is getting a little too fatigued. It's time to back off. People like monitor what's, how is my nervous system recovered? And then they would actually track their bar speed, how fast they lift a certain weight. Did it match last week when I was feeling really good? Yes. No. Okay. I'm having some CNS fatigue. You're nervous systems tied in with your nutrition and your sleep and everything. So if you're struggling with anxiety and everything and you have absolute dog shit sleep and nutrition, maybe start there. That will help. But I know you don't have time for it. So fuck me. So start, don't build on a house cart. Don't go so advanced 
when you're not even doing the basic shit right? Like, why are you trying to do keto? Why are you trying to do intermittent fasting? Why are you trying to do these other diets, carb cycling, calorie cycling, when you can't even eat protein at each meal? Like, why? It's dumb. You're not even getting water, like enough water. And why are you trying to do something super advanced? You're too, you're, and you're like, well, it's a good time and I'm an advanced person. So I'm going to go and do that. Cool. So when life throws its inevitable curveball and you hit that speed bump, guess what? It all comes tumbling down. Hence the phrase built on the house of cards. You have zero habits, zero foundation, and it all comes tumbling down. And here you are again. You go through another couple of months where woe is me. And then you turn around. Oh, life has freed up again. And it's cyclical. When I worked in the gym for fucking, what was it? Eight or nine years, and it was fucking cyclical. I know when you fucking do it. It happens every January, and it's more of end of January. End of January, it happens where all of a sudden life is magically, nothing gets in the way. And then all of a sudden comes, kids come out, get out of school. Oh, no, I can't be consistent. Kids are out of school, so we can't do this anymore. Then you fall off again. Okay, so you had like three or four months of a good run. You built zero habits, zero foundation. Kids are out of school. Everything falls to shit. Okay. Well, that, uh, whatever. Or it's too fucking hot. I'm just going to do it in the fall when things are better. Really? (laughs) If If you listen to any other podcast, you know where I'm going with this. Really? The fall is better? So kids go back in school in late August. You start up, you get like two months. Two full months, two and a half months, maybe. And then guess what? It's fucking holiday season. And then you fall off again. And then we come back to like late January and you're back on track. Like, oh, it'll be different this year. No, you're repeating the same thing. And I would see it every goddamn year. It'd be the same fucking shit you're pulling. Maybe, maybe instead of doing this yo-yo roller coaster you've been doing for the past 10 years, you just focus on building basic, boring shit like protein, water, movement, sleep. Yes, it sounds really mean and it sounds really boring. That's the point. My business coach tells me, do the boring work. It pays dividends. You know what? When my business isn't growing, guess what I'm not doing? The really boring shit really well. Like if I'm half-assing it, I'm getting half-assed results. If I'm not doing it, guess what? The business isn't growing. When I do it, the business is growing. Well, why don't you do it more, Chris? Because it's fucking boring. I fall off just like everyone else. I have my flaws. I'm not perfect. Don't put me on a pedestal. Don't make this the only podcast you listen to. I'll never say that. You should get your information from multiple people, not just me. I've been wrong about many things. That'll be another podcast. I've been wrong or I've changed my mind. I shouldn't say wrong, but I've changed my mind as new data presents stuff like branching amino acids. Oh, shit. Those are basically worthless. Let's not recommend those anymore. They didn't harm people, but they're not worth the money. So you're complicating things. Stick with simple shit. Same thing goes with in the gym. There's the timer. So we're going to wrap up on this point. The gym, you know what gets amazing results? Like basic cardio and regular strength training. Now again, it's not interesting for everyone. I love that shit. So more more the regular strength training. So I get, I'm very passionate about that. 
It's not for everyone. But you know what gets really good results is that. There's a reason it works really well because it works with the human body. You build enough recovery, but everyone has this concept like, I need the most calories burned. That'll be another episode. Fuck your calories. Calories mean jack shit in the workout that you did. Like, put one, your calorie tracker's wrong. We already have that data to show it. So we know it's off by, it usually overestimates by up to 60%. So that sucks. But what's the difference? Like, if you do cardio versus strength training, you burn the same amount of calories, you're just chasing calorie burn. Well, you're not chasing any specific adaptation to the body. You need to be chasing what is the goal of this strength session. So people go to the gym and they do these HIIT workouts because it's supposed to be a, it hits everything. It's really hard. Congratulations. What is that doing for you? Well, it's really hard. Okay. Is it improving your cardio? Sorta. Is it improving your strength? Sorta. It's kind of like the jack of all trades. You get a little bit of results, but it really only benefits you if you push yourself to be better every single session. And that's where things get tricky because if you go to the gym that just gives you random workouts all the time, it's really hard to track progress. And yeah, you're sweating your ass off. Guess what? It doesn't fucking matter because you didn't actually improve on from last week and your results stagnate. You need to be chasing it. So you can do a HIIT workout and I... Hit workouts are fine for the occasional. I still do them sometimes just as fun cardio, like hit something. I need to do a hit before I go do my zone two. I'm not really trying to chase endurance performance right now, though. I'm chasing more like strength maintenance during a dieting phase. So there's a specific reason for it. But if you're just doing hit, like Orange Theory, are you improving your speed or the distance you cover every single session? Are you improving your strength? Every fucking session. No, you're sticking with the same weights. No wonder you're not getting fucking results. If you're new, you should be increasing weights or reps every fucking week. I remember this with a client I worked with. Man, this is going to go a little long. Um, but I need to wrap this up because I have other shit I have to do today. Um, so I had this client where... So we would set things up to be 8-12-8 with her. So... Eight reps, use the same weight till she could do two, 12 reps, and then eight reps. And she would just be like, oh, like we were, I would try to increase weight. Oh, it's too heavy. No, it's not. Like you barely struggled with 12 reps. I would hand her that and like, oh, no, it's, it's too heavy. Like it's five pounds heavier. You're, you're going from a 25 to a 30. Yes, it's heavy, but it, it's five pounds. You just did 12 reps. You're going to aim for eight. If you get less, it's okay. No, can't. And it's like, again, she didn't struggle with the 12. So I just changed it. So she would continue to get results. But so we would do eight to 15. So same weight, she would do 15 reps. And by the time she got to 15, she's like, I'm so bored of this exercise. I'm like, cool. Here you go. Here's a 30. You can do half, literally half the reps. Oh my God, that sounds so much better. Cool. Pick that up. So it's a little psychology game I played, but I got her results. But most people won't do that. If you're not doing that, like, oh, I can't go up and wait. Bullshit. Bullshit. We would do this again with the uh, um, when I worked in the gym with clients where be go deadlift the 106-pound kettlebell. 106 pounds isn't much for a deadlift. Like, it might sound like a lot for you, but it's not a good deadlift. 
Most women should be able to deadlift one and a half times their body weight. Body weight as a minimum, one and a half times their body weight is pretty good. Double body weight is more like intermediate advanced. Like uh, double your body weight is not a ridiculous deadlift. It's fairly easy for you to get there if you train for it. Fairly simple. I won't say easy. You do have to put the work in. But you should be able to get to it pretty easily. So 106, unless you weigh 106 pounds, it's not that heavy. So women would go up like, I can't do it. After they're like repped out like a 60 or 75, like you can do it for one. No, I can't. They'd literally be shaking their heads as they like lift it up one time. Like, yeah, you just did it. And they're like, no, wait, but that was hard. Yeah, that's the fucking point. So what you want to do is stick with the basics, basic, boring Shit gets results time after time after time. The worst results I've ever gotten were from times where I tried to do stuff that's too advanced. You know what's a really easy way to track results? Can you do eight reps with a weight this week? Cool. Next week, try to beat that. Stick with that same weight till you can do 12 reps. Increase reps. But what about muscle confusion? It's not a fucking thing. If muscle confusion was a thing, why are bodybuilders, powerlifters, strongmen doing squats, deadlifts, and bench press and overhead presses every fucking week? Almost the same variation. If you see them changing it up, it's usually to improve a weakness. That's a discussion for another time. But it's, it's to improve a weak area to improve the main lift. <laughs> that they are training for. But your basic movement patterns, there's nothing outside of these. You have basic human movement patterns. A deadlift is picking something off the floor. A squat is a squat. A horizontal press is a push-up or bench press. There's no, like, if you push something away from you, that's that. Or overhead press is that. A row, a vertical pull. Like, they're basic human movements. That's how your body moves. So when you're like, muscle confusion and you're like bouncing on the BOSU ball on one leg trying to do a bicep curl like it's a fucking shitty exercise like you're not going to improve and you're not going to be able to chase outcomes is it hard sure hard doesn't mean good do the boring shit do it really really fucking well and if you can do the boring shit well you earn the right to do the more fun flashy shit but at the end of the day you're going to come back to the basics. One last thing before I sign off here. There's a, a quick study. I did this as an email about college wrestling. Now, I don't have the email in front of me, so I might misquote my own email, but they looked at college wrestlers, and there's different levels of techniques that they found. So at the highest level, the highest level of wrestling, you'd expect the most advanced techniques. Guess what across the board was found? More often than not, basics one matches just using the basic techniques they learned the fundamentals one matches the fundamentals are the base that you will forever use except that you're forever going to eat protein at each meal you're forever going to need sleep forever going to need water you're going to forever need to do movement on a daily basis you have to do that forever get really fucking good at those things you don't have to complicate it It makes it super simple. Just focus on those things. Focus on increasing your weight in the gym. Focus on going a little bit further every cardio session or running a little bit faster or walking a little bit faster. Just do that. That's it. That's how you get results. 
Next week, you try to improve. And when you go from beginner into intermediate, it's going to be more like a month-to-month thing. Instead of every week, you're going to chase results every month. When you're advanced, guess what? It's more like every quarter. Yeah, it's really frustrating once you get it up there. But it's more like every quarter. You're like, cool, I increased my squat 10 pounds. Cool, I won't see any improvement for the next three months. Welcome to being an advanced lifter. It's fucking frustrating sometimes because you go three months without knowing if you're actually going to improve. Just follow the plan and you have to commit to it. And that's something you learn if you want to go from a beginner, which beginners don't get great results. If you want to go from beginner to intermediate and intermediate to advanced, you got to trust the process. That's doing the boring shit. Happy fucking Friday. Go kill it on the weekend. That's not my phrase. So let me do that. Happy fucking Friday. Enjoy the weekend. Go kill it out there. Start doing the boring shit.